Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back. Let's start another issue of Fireside Chats. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mosco. Can I kick yes, it? You can. Where are my yeah. dogs at? What's up? I hear what you just said. Oh, that was Great. my DMX. Uh, yeah. Oh, Thoughts yeah. and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I was going to say rest in peace, but. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, too hey. far. Mowers, and then there's Mauer. <laughs> Beep you. <laughs> well, after the update they gave today, it's it's not very good. It's a very sad day for DMX. Um, it's like a less than 0.1% chance, they said, of any kind of recovery. Oh, my God. Wow. So. Wow. That's, well, since we I brought have... the show down, let's pick it back up a little bit. I know. Bit. Wait, this is a pick way, it up, pick it up, a way pick to it start. Up. You want to run this back one more time? <laughs> this is. No, no. We're going we're gonna to do- dedicate this to, to DMX. Okay. Where's my dogs at? <laughs> well, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. Yep, that. Within, and hip hop yeah. every once yeah, in a we while. We got a whole bunch of things to talk about, but mostly. Menti's going to give it to you. The Black Widow trailer. <laughs> we're, we're all about trailers today. Loki trailer is also on, uh, on tap for us. And Ghost Rider news. Dude, it says Batman trailer, but of course he just couldn't do it. <laughs> of course he couldn't oh. do it. Of course. My my note is still loading, so I can't see it yet. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just cover you for a little bit, and then we'll uh, let me know when your note's up and running. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about comics like we always do, and let's before we get into things like DC and Marvel, and there's plenty of that to go around, let's go ahead and talk about Lock and Key for a little bit, because no. we got something pretty interesting about the crossover with Sandman. <sighs> All right. Uh, right off the bat, I'll just be up front. I don't. I haven't read Sandman. I've been listening to the audiobook. I'm. I'm not a big Sandman guy. I don't know Sandman very well. But I, you've got to take cliff notes and like read things and have degrees in philosophy to understand Sandman. It's probably it's, the third Sandman on my list. And if you want to know what number first one, one is. from ECW, <laughs> second one is Spider Man's villain, third one is or this was one. it? Is it Sandman? You know me too well. What's up? I said, you know me too oh, well. Oh, I thought maybe the other one was what was the Rise of the Guardians. Oh, no. No, ECW number Sandman? one. Sandman? <laughs> um, no, what's Rise of the Guardians? Rise of the Guardians? It was when all of the, uh, the, the holiday characters all got together. So it was Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, Sandman, Jack Frost. And they were, uh, they were uh, Hugh Jackman played the Easter Bunny. You remember these? I've never seen oh, that. Yeah. It was a it was a movie. It was an animated movie. It was very funny. Um. Anyway, there was a Sandman in that, and he was hysterical. But this is a very different Sandman that we're talking about. And we've talked about this on the show before that it is doing a crossover with Lock and Key. But it turns out it's going to be something much larger than that. Uh. So Joe Hill, uh, recently in an interview was talking about what the new book's going to look like, and it's shaping up to be a seventh, uh, like the seventh 
chapter, we'll say, of all of Lock and Key. It's going to, it's, 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 it's not just a single crossover. So there's multiple books that we've already seen. There's things like, uh, first off, we saw the, uh, what's the Little World? What was it called? Something World. Anyway, it was with the, the big giant spider. Well, actually, a little girl gets shrunken down by a key and, and uh, goes into a dollhouse that had a huge spider in it. Anyway, that was the first one. Uh, the second one was, uh, oh, what's it called? It's something with the moon. Anyway, great story. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a that's lock and key. <laughs> well, it's the moon is. It was a story because it's a the, all of these newer lock and key books tell older stories. They have nothing to do with the original lock family or the lock family we know from the original book. It's going back to tell you what was going on with the keys prior, uh, and so it's lock and key. Sh- sure. <laughs> You know, throw throwback joke is getting old. What was that, Moshko? I said that joke is getting old. <laughs> well, especially that's since about Lock how far back they go on a show for God knows how long. Most people listening to us that are new have no idea Ooh. that there used to be a guy who did this show called Lock and Key. So there you go. There's the joke. Uh, but the book essentially had one of the Lock family members floating up to the moon, and you find out that behind the moon there's like there's a lock on the actual moon. When they open it up, there's a stage back there where a lot of the dead family members of of the Lock family are. Uh, regardless, the newer books that we have coming out is the play of uh, the Pale Platoon go uh which is going to tell the story of the keys during world war one uh and then we've got a another book that's going to finish everything off that doesn't really have a name yet it's something to do with music but the uh the the sandman book is turning out uh, to be like a 40 page three issue crossover so this volume is looking to be about 200 pages which is a pretty hefty um inclusion into uh, lock and key so this seems like it's going to be a much bigger deal than originally thought especially for lock and key fans the three of you. <laughs> I mean, to get a There's Netflix a show, just saying. <laughs> obvious. One season. No, it's got. It's, it's still going for more. It's yeah, still going. Two, it says. It says picked up for season two. The only downside is that for some reason the first season decided to tell six volumes worth of comics in one season. They like the whole Walking Dead uh, arc is or not Walking Dead uh, Lock and Key arc is already gone. So God only knows where they're going from here. Um, but let's move into Marvel and DC news. We don't have a whole lot of DC stuff, so but we I did want to talk about um, the uh, new uh, Asian superhero that they announced. Um, the was the name Monkey Prince. Um, so this is going to be from a one-shot book for DC's Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superhero Celebration, uh, which is going to have a, a myriad of stories in it. But one of the stories is going to be centered around uh, a character that was created by Gene Yang and Bernard Chang uh, named the Monkey Prince, who's based on uh, an old Chinese classic uh, myth, The Journey to the West. Um, and he's based on the Monkey King from that book, which is kind of cool. So you think of something like Thor almost, um, you know, the Chinese counterpart. Uh, it was when I first saw the image i i don't know i it was it was weird seeing a monkey themed superhero that was like half man half monkey instead of like all ape monkey like, man to, like every time you see ape based people they're mostly ape but to see somebody who's like legitimately a half monkey half person uh it, it could be very cool uh but anyway that's going to be one of the books that's going to be in there uh it's going to be a 12 page story titled uh the monkey prince hates superheroes uh and he's going to team up with shazam so i don't know seems interesting uh, we'll have the the character design uh, in the show post if you want to check them out. Yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's for me. It, 
you know, I don't know what the journey to the West or what that thing is, so it'd be learning a whole bunch of stuff, but I mean, it's cool with new characters. And isn't the festival of here, didn't they do something like this when they first introduced, like, the Asian Justice League? Well, he, that, that well, Superman is going to be part of the book. Kong, I think his name was. Um, but, like, didn't they do this kind of same kind of celebration to announce all of those heroes, too, a few years ago? Um, I don't, I, they, you first meet the, the Chinese Justice League in the Superman, the Chinese Superman book. I think it's, like, the first or okay. second issue they show up. Um, Wonder Woman and Batman, at least. Uh, well, they're ver- the, the right. Chinese version of Wonder Woman and Batman. Uh, but maybe they just released that book near like a big event. I know there was something like a lot of hoopla going on in celebration for it, but he's been a cool character. So I'm going to have faith that this character is going to be cool. The cover art, the person up front and present on the cover is Cassandra Cain. So right off the bat, we're getting the cool, and she's in the cool Batwoman uh, All right, co- costume. And then, but there's also Masha, the Adam, get me, get me a copy. The Adam will be there. Dose. Um, and the new, they just introduced the the new um, Asian uh, Green Lantern, the kid. Um, he'll be in the book. Oh, it seems cool. But that's it for DC All news. Right. So what's going on with Marvel? Well, we've got lots of Ghost Rider news. Lots of it. Lots and lots and lots <laughs> of it. Um, this is the first time I've never heard you sounding excited about that. Like usually that's a big well, thing for you and you're just, it's a lot to unfold if you're not reading ghost rider. So I can't just give you this news because it's going to leave more questions than answers. So I'm going to rewind back to the 2019, the start of the current run of ghost rider where you have Johnny blaze in hell. You have Mephisto in hotel Inferno and you have Danny catch in Brooklyn and you have Alejandra somewhere that they don't know. And it turns out that uh, the time in hell, like most places, doesn't pass normally. So it's been centuries down there for Johnny Blaze. And the demons don't respect him. They're not listening to him. He can't just say, go back to hell, and they listen like they did Mephisto because he's not their true king. Mm. So he comes up to Earth trying to find all these demons that escaped. And... The new caretaker, which is the original caretaker's granddaughter, shows up to catch and was like, Johnny's been corrupted by hell. He's been there for centuries. He's going nuts. And Johnny is being extremely violent, like just shredding these demons. Centuries? Centuries. So like, and by himself, like, remember all the heroes just said, sorry, peace, we're out and left him there. Uh, because they didn't want the throne to hell to be empty. So they, the heroes like Doctor Strange and all them kind of sacrificed Johnny Blaze so that there would at least be somebody in charge of hell. Fast forward to what's going on now. So he's going through that. Ketch comes after to try and stop him, and he takes the spirit of vengeance away from Ketch. So now Ketch has nothing. Danny Ketch, by the way, is the 90s Ghost Rider that most of us know. <laughs> So, Ketch goes back to the bar he owns in Brooklyn. Caretaker shows up and tells him what's going on. So now, Ketch goes to Limbo to ask uh, for some help from the equivalent to their version of the Ghost Rider. Um, And it's Necro, I can't say the name. Necrosis, I think that's how you say it. So, Necrosis is like their Ghost Rider. So, they have the Vengeance of Corruption or something? Yeah, the Spirit Spirit of Corruption. corruption, That's it. So their Mephisto is a guy by the name of Belasco. 
and their ghost rider, the spirit of corruption, is Necrosis. He goes down there to get help, and they say you have to fight him. Well, he loses the fight, but the leader of Limbo kills his own Necrosis and then curses Ketch with this new vengeance. Now, during the time he was Ghost Rider, he lost his sister, he lost his mom, his girlfriend left him, had, got married, had kids. Like He finally gets what Sounds he wants like to be free song. of the Ghost Rider, and then gets all this happen to him. Um, that story kind of parts ways, and now we get to where we're at with King of Black. You have Johnny Blaze coming up from hell, and he sees all these demons. He's got Mephisto kind of tied up in the chains behind him. He goes up to kind of stop this flying dragon, which he thinks is just a symbiote on a dragon. Turns out it's just the symbiote. He tries using the penance stare or his damnation stare, depending on what he's doing it on. It separates the connection, but doesn't really kill the, the symbiote. And that shows like the limits that he's hit on it. Wouldn't it? Because it's it, it, the penance there makes you live all of the the torment you put other people through, right? Like that's what it. Right, but with symbiotes, they all share the same the hive mind kind of being. So it should be everything, but it's so much that it actually is like crossing the streams, if you will, for Ghostbusters. It hurts Johnny as well. Because wouldn't it? It would so be feeling that- null, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, like, that's not going to work. I mean, if you can't do the penance stare to, 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 to Punisher, <laughs> you're not doing it to Null. Well, so the Punisher technically isn't canon anymore, oh. them not being able to do it. So far, the only two people that they say really can't do it would be Thanos and Deadpool because they don't feel uh, what they did. Of course. <laughs> of course. So Ketch shows up. While this is going on, Mephisto runs away to try and get back down to hell. So he can take over because the throne's there. Meanwhile, in hell, Lilith has been trying to take over, and that's what Ketch has been fighting against. From the living corpse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get to the end of the battle, and all these demons are uprising. They find that Mephisto's there. The symbiotes latch onto these demons, and all hell is breaking loose. So Danny Ketch holds them off while Johnny does the damnation stare, because that works on the demons. And they realize since everything's connected, he lets this huge damnation stare out and kills everything. So single-handedly, he wiped out all of the symbiotes. Wow. So that's how powerful that wow, is. He had, a, he had a Black Panther moment. Yep. And it's also because of the hell kind of seeping into him. He doesn't have any of the Johnny Blaze like holding back anymore. Hmm. So we think it's a happy story. He's got Mephisto. He's going to go back and rule hell and, and bring it. And Danny's like, you got to let Mephisto go take over. And the reason being is Lilith is worse. And they're like, we'd rather have the devil we know than the devil that we don't. So they let Mephisto go down to hell. And oh, by the way, I forgot to mention when that spirit took over them. Uh, Danny Ketch has a new name. So he didn't like the name Necrosis. So he's now the Death Rider. Well, it's it's on the, brand. <laughs> well, that's literally what he says. Johnny Blaze goes, Death Rider? He goes, well, I didn't like Necrosis. And besides, Death Rider's more on brand, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so they kind of make fun of the name in the comic. He's got a pretty cool costume. It's like this helmet. He's got a sword now. Um, kind of sad him not being a Ghost Rider, though. He looks like medieval Spawn mm. a little bit. 
um, or Cool Asriel. Mm. But it gives him a different source. It allows him to have a different kind of path than Ghost Rider. So it, it's, it's really with Alejandro being killed in Absolute Carnage, having those two brothers be on different ends of the spectrum, but not one heaven, one hell, is going to add back to it. And now Johnny's no longer king of hell, so he loses his crown. He's stuck on Earth because they say that they need him there to help fight the king in black. So if you're a Ghost Rider fan, I tried doing that as quickly and as condensed as possible. Eight issues plus the one shot, you'll get pretty much caught up. The Absolute Carnage tie-in is pretty good. And then this is bringing Ghost Rider back to the form he was about 10 years ago, where he actually has meaning in the Marvel Universe, and he's a major, major powerful character, not just kind of something that gets smacked around driving a muscle car. (laughs) Wow. Like Dominic Toretto. (laughs) With a flaming skull. Now, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yes, you can. So Ghost Rider is amazing. Can't wait to see where the story goes. It's going to be fantastic. That's my, that's me advocating. <laughs> that was devil's advocate? <laughs> like literally yeah. the devil's advocate. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Rim shot. Uh, all right. But speaking of 90s characters taking a new form. Mm-hmm. What kinda... a segue. <laughs> um, Thor has a new form. So spoilers for Thor 13, Steve Baum. This is a Thor book. I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone mad. What I love about this is they brought back Donald Blake, so Thor is literally fighting the body of the guy that he used to possess. Who's crazy now. Donald Blake, who's crazy because he was possessed by Thor. Um, getting his ass handed to him and then shows back up in the uh, Devastator armor. The Destroyer. With the rune for Th- Destroyer armor. With the rune for Thor on the front of it. That's just and, like, straight has up the ravens painted on. on. Meaning that he got yep. the body and went, hold on. <laughs> went over got the paint. Is it painted? It looked like it was like the lightning burnt it oh, into it. Oh, it looks... I mean, that, I guess that could be true. That could be true, but it also looks like paint. Uh, it's bright. Okay. I don't know. That's an argument. That's probably lightning. To me, it looked like the lightning struck it and yeah, formed it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's funnier to think that he got red paint and put that on real quick. <laughs> He's like, hold on. <laughs> Give me a minute. Will... Ma, I'll be ready in well, a minute. It's like when uh, it's Dark Knight Rises, when Batman first gets to Gotham, instead of doing anything, first thing he does is get some gasoline, paint some bat symbols. All right. That's he was right. there for a good was... three hours before he did anything. <laughs> just just painting. It was much cooler in the comic. But still cool enough. Uh, let's Last little bit of Marvel news, and this is actually going to go right into our TV news. Uh, we know that that new Loki trailer dropped, and we'll talk about that in a quick second. But to stay on, uh, stay on brand here, uh, let's, let's talk about what happened to, uh, to an old Fantastic Four book when this new trailer dropped. So because we got more, uh, more of an idea of who uh, Owen Wilson was playing is Morbius and Morbius from, from the Times Variance Authority, who's essentially Morpheus. the guy who explains a lot of things. Or Mobi- Mobius? Mobius? No, Mobius he, and Mobius? He, That's, he does electronic music. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Moby joke? This is why, <laughs> is hey, was? this is what you pay me for. That's why I'm here. Uh, okay. All right. So, er, too. Anyway, um, let's. Uh, so, going back into that, uh, which I, I think this character is going to be pretty important for for not just Loki, because the Time Variance Authority was was originally introduced in a Thor book. So it's pretty interesting that it's 
Loki that's first showing us the Time Variance Authority, which then moves prominently into the Fantastic Four and becomes a much bigger player in Fantastic Four books, which is why Fantastic Four number 353 uh, is uh, now jumped, skyrocketed in value because we found out who Owen Wilson was. How does it feel, Fantastic Four fans, for a TV show to jack one of your books price out of reach of you? <laughs> no, yeah, but not one person was like, man, I really want Mobius and Mobius book. <laughs> like, not, not one person who has that book. Every, this is what happened. People saw that article uh, on CBR and immediately ran over to their collections and went, hold on, do I have that one? Do I have it? Is it here? I thought it was here. I got no it. There he is. There's his little face. Because the Time Variance Authority There's- is, is as they've made a handful of appearances in a lot of places. They're not this crazy important part of Marvel. It's just. No, and they they always show up in the books that you don't want to have to deal with because it's dealing with broken time. Like, so confusing that they have to create this thing that basically says, well, we're watching it. This is why this is this They're- way. Okay. Move the bottle. They are a, a, a suit and tie version of like the. Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> no, that wasn't <laughs> what I was going with. I was going to say the. Um, uh, it's when you got Mick in a suit and tie. <laughs> I can't think of his. So everybody's. Like, who's the big, everybody's, big gold dude with the three faces? Well, I can't think of his name. Works everybody's for- hell bent on uh, whatever the uh, Fantastic Four coming in. This is just another one of those catalysts of it potentially happening. Living Tribunal. So. Living Tribunal. Yeah. That's what the Time Variance Authority is. They are a a miniature small version of the Living Tribunal who co- shows up if the multiverse is something's getting out of whack in that universe. He shows up as a plot device. Time Variance Authority is very similar to that. They're just on a much smaller scale. See, I just bought oh. that time for you. you. You did. You bought a lot of time for me. Thank you. <laughs> so you can think of that. All right, let's talk about Loki in the trailer and what we thought of it. I loved it. That's it. If you're a Loki fan, it's Loki. <laughs> Very. Like, we're not really seeing anything that we haven't seen. We're seeing a snarky, you know, suave villain that is going to do some heroic stuff because it suits him. Look, if where if what I think's happening in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is true, uh, and what we've seen with the Darkhold and what that's going to potentially do to the MCU with WandaVision... I have a feeling that Loki is just the is just the 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 tour guide through what future MCU properties we're going to get. And I do think this is going to tie into the Fantastic 4. It just makes perfect sense. Yay. Yay. You don't it looks gorgeous. It. Like this looks sh- shot like like a movie. I mean it 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 has uh, it has the whole color grading going on in every scene. It's fantastic for <laughs> us to see. It's going to be interesting to see what it means, like how they really truly tackle uh, the multiverse in the show, because it's going to give them the ability to expand on the confusing nature of Endgame. I mean, we did several issues on just trying to explain uh, the many worlds theory on how Marvel kind of picks and chooses how they want that to work. So the MCU took it in a very different fashion to a point where the writers and Mar and, and the higher higher ups at Marvel fought over what it actually meant. So I think this is going to be the definitive this is how the multiverse works moving forward, getting us ready for something like Doctor Strange. Yeah, it the, the whole time thing in the MCU, uh, I think they realized like if we can't agree on it, 
the fans are going to be completely confused of how this works. Let's do a show yeah. on it. It's a great idea. Like, and so, then there's going to be give them a little bit of revisionist history to to go back and set the record. And they're straight. taking characters that are just quirky. It fits Loki beautifully. It's a very quirky uh, organization to add to a story of the God of Mischief. Like I, lo- Owen Wilson's character, uh, Mobius is amazing. I lo- I love in the trailer when he's like, "You like big metaphors. It makes you sound smart. I am smart. I know." <laughs> He's so condescending with every single thing he says, but which is just a, with the Owen Wilson smile. Yep. So let's go on to some DC TV news and the most annoying fans you in didn't, the world. You didn't want me to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and how I think that's going to play into the larger Marvel? No, we want to start a petition. <laughs> um, that's all. No, yeah. I care about less. The More petitions. You don't like that. Because that's where I think it's going. Well, we've... We, We've called that already two years ago. A friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, He's probably listening, yeah. so good to see you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, it's, go- it's going to Thunderbolts. We'll go back to Marvel. It's going to Thunderbolts. We've said it's going to Thunderbolts. We're going to get Red Hulk in the She-Hulk show. You know, we're going to get the Thunderbolts. We're going to get evil everybody. I, it's going to be a great what, thing. Uh, and uh, Huey's on here. He can probably look this up real fast. But I believe by the end of this, we're going to get Zemo getting scarred horribly to where he can't take the mask off. And instead of putting a mask on, he's going to put on the helmet of the character he was when he started the Thunderbolts. Now, real quick, to all those uh, mask Thanos shippers i was just gonna go there talk to me Mashki, you, you want to tell them what to do suck it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah we'll see but citizens i'm still sticking v. with my thank, story thank you mr huey citizens v ah that that was a figure a couple waves ago marvel uh, legends wow and the toys predicting where it normally goes Menti, right. you're probably right with that all right go ahead go but. to dc um, the annoying Snyder Cut fans. Oh my god! Are Ugh. dude, I I was with you. I was with you, and now I'm a hundred percent against you. First off, review bombing a movie that was freaking awesome. I mean, well, that's debatable, but the but review bombing a movie because you didn't like that they first off they gave you your movie. No one oh first this. The Snyder fans, no one owes you a damn thing. No one owes you a Shit. movie. No one owes you a cut. You got what and you, you want. you got it. And instead of being happy, you just shit on other movies. It's the most petty, obnoxious <laughs> fandom I can think of. It is so- Here's why. Oh, it irks me so much. And here's why. Because they did get it. So now we're going to push a little more for something else. And then we're going to push, and we're going to push, and we're going to keep pushing until we get everything that we want. Look, but guess what? You don't get everything you want. You're not owed anything. For some reason, people believe that the studios owe them something. They don't owe you. They could just stop making movies right. tomorrow. Like, they go, you know what? I'm well, done with DC properties. Menti. Menti. Just calm down. It bothers me. I will say I'm okay with this, um, one, but it does bother me. But <laughs> they're now doing a new hashtag. Uh, the Deathstroke HBO Max because they want their own show. And of course, Maganello is going to say, I want a, a Deathstroke movie show. Like, it's an actor, and actors right now are having a hard time finding work. Yeah, but this is just this is just being hopeful. I'll take this. This is like every every single time you've heard anybody. This is the Jimmy Woo getting his 
um, Marvel show. That's all this is. This is just... This, but there's is, a right and wrong way to do things, and them throwing, like... Just throwing a us- hashtag together on Twitter isn't a bad... Review bombing something is stupid. That's... That I... But we don't want to give them power. They already I, are drunk with power. I don't power. think this is... This and the Sni- I'm going to skip to movie news real the quick. Snyderverse people. They haven't even watched their whole goddamn movie. Right. And Less than 30% have completed the goddamn thing. So even the fans are like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Can't I, sit I, through yeah, the shit. But I think you're making the mistake of merging two things together. I think there are people who saw Deathstroke and were excited for the Batman movie that had that was going to prominently feature Deathstroke and were excited with the little test footage that we got that we never got to see anything. It, it This is very reminiscent to Deadpool. That's what this is. This doesn't feel. <laughs> this doesn't feel very Snyder. This isn't the Snyderverse itself going nuts. This is just people who like Deathstroke, who want right, a Deathstroke show. Although, funny enough, the one of the creators of Deathstroke had this really long article not too long ago talking about how I don't think any of you understand who this character is because he's not a good guy. I mean, he did. He definitely manipulated a child. <laughs> like well, he might not kill them, but he'll do other things. <laughs> it's the fans that like the version on the CW that also kind of like the comics that like the look of this and liked him in the video game. Like, I if it was fans that truly understood the character, I don't think they'd be going this. Although gung-ho. he, I mean, to be fair, he is wildly different than who he was during Judas Contract. I mean, it's not the same. Uh, Deathstroke. It's not far off, but it's not the same. Anyway, on my bad. Let's keep moving. We saw Obi-Wan Kenobi set photos. There's a video that (laughs) some guy put up that it turned out to be true. uh, And it just shows Tatooine. Hey, everybody. I'm in Tatooine. It's really what it is. He plays Tatooine music. It's a sandy place. All right. This is cool. (laughs) I mean, all right. It's cool to know that it's going to be in Tatooine. Say you want to go to Tatooine. Where did you think it was going to be? Coruscant. I mean, there's all sorts of places it could be. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hi, Walking I'm Dead. You explain to me yeah, why. Like, I, you I don't even, even need to watch any of these extended Walking Dead episodes. For the most part, we learned out. We learned where Daryl's dog came from. What was going on? Like <laughs> stupid things. That it, wasn't well, a bad episode, though. It, yeah, but it wasn't a good episode. None of them have been good episodes. No. For the most part, it's the most much filler better. shit in the world. It's the weirdest thing because they were like, "We're gonna, we're wrapping everything up. We want to close out, but before we do, let me give you a handful of nothing episodes." And this is one too. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan did such a good job with the Negan backstory episode that I believe everyone should watch that. I, if, I don't care if you don't watch anything else Walking Dead related. Jeffrey Dean Morgan kills that role and that episode so much that it gave me a lot of faith for season 11. Well, I think I'm going to watch that and I'm excited for the new show. That's the anthology show. That seems like it's just going to be a bunch of random stories set in the world well there's there's like three think, there's there's the daryl carroll spinoff that's apparently in the works there's the anthology and the. it's gonna have yeah so the anthology is the one that has me because they're not gonna have to tie anything together they don't have to tell long stories they can bring a bunch of really good writers into write single standalone they won't though that's the problem is that the biggest problem with the walking dead is they're like all right here's our main arc now let's fill 13 more episodes and you're and they just give you nothing, throw away nothing, madness that doesn't move, propel the plot forward at all. They've gone entire so seasons when, without moving the plot forward. So when does the final season uh, debut? It'll be August twenty second. Which I, look, I'm, I'm just happy it's over at this point. I'm gonna watch it because I've invested way too much time into this show. But God, man, Jeffrey D. Morgan all gave right. me hope. 
I'm going to bring us down first because I want to bring us up at the end of the show. Um, New Gods movie confirmed canceled, but also mm. we're not getting the trench movie. Both of those. Both of those I was very excited for. Here's my concern, though. Without that trench movie, does Juan walk? Because that was part of his like negotiating when they were signing him on to do other producing is he wanted them to say he would get that movie. Every time we do stories like this, I'm always reminded of uh, of Johnny Depp when they talked to him about uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, and he when he was like, "Look, I'm out. I'm done. This is my last time. It's finished. It's been a great run." And they were like, "Well, what if they gave you a lot of money? I mean, like a lot of money?" And he goes, "Well, I'm not going to say no." <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Aquaman did way too well. Aquaman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Shazam kind of cemented themselves, and the, uh, as well as uh, Birds of Prey, as like the the tent poles of the uh, the DCEU. There's no way they're gonna let James Wan walk without offering him a ungodly amount of money. All right, it's just scary because you know how passionate he the was. The trench would have been a passion project, like maybe when we should Aquaman start wasn't even out, and he was talking about, and I can't wait to do this trench movie, like. That's how passionate he was for it. So hopefully when movies get normal again, they can find some time and money in their budget. Maybe he'll get what it. What was again. that, Mashko? Uh, maybe we should start a petition. <laughs> Who knows? I, look, I would love, love a it. dark horror trench movie. For anybody unaware, if you watch Aquaman, the trench were the scary creatures that jumped on the boat. There was all those like thousands of them in the water. Um, I would love a full movie on that. And the news, New Gods was a Jack Kirby book. That's where Darkseid comes from. That would have been really cool. That's It's sad news, but Warner Brothers going to the Zack Snyder madness keeps going like, hey, we have plans. Like, just let us do our plans. You might be very happy with what we've come up with. Give us a little... Like, the last couple movies have all been pretty good. I mean, honestly, all the DC movies recently, how bad have they been? Yeah. <laughs> They're not, they're not the greatest, but they're not bad. I don't know, but I just got Maurer's joke. <laughs> Starting low and going high. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still lost. It's still oh, way over my head. Shall we go on the next story? <laughs> I, I was wondering why Menti didn't laugh, but we'll get there. Yeah, I'm still lost. <laughs> don't worry about lost. it. You'll see. Uh, all right. So the next all thing right. is Zatanna. Um, that yeah. script's in the works. That seems like it's going to be uh, pretty cool. They want it to be scary and intense. Um, the the writer at least talked about the process of getting the script right and basing it uh, on some some comics. The fact that they're going for scary, intense witchcraft. Like if you gave me like, remember the original craft, not the remake, like the reboot, reboot, remake, sequel, sequel, m- awful movie. But I didn't watch awful. it. It's but... awful. But the first craft, you give me a first craft kind of movie was Zatanna. I'm in. And you've got to have Constantine yeah. make an appearance. So, no, I'm excited for this. And it's weird to say I'm excited for a Zatanna movie. Like, I never thought I would say that. But over the years, especially in the animated films, they've made her a much more interesting character. She's like, for anybody unaware, this is a really bad comparison, but just she's the Scarlet Witch esque character of DC, of the Justice League. Just, I mean. Yeah, I guess. Scarlet Witch crossed with Harley Quinn, kind of, because yeah. she is a little campy with the magician. Yeah. She, she's but. they haven't they haven't announced who's taking the role on. No, they? and they they have they also haven't no. talked about who's going to direct. They're literally just working on the script now. There's a few rumors of casting, uh, but nothing. 
solid yet? I just got the news. We got this covered. <laughs> I just, All right. I just got the news. All right. So Zack Snyder, we, so before we, we talked, go, that's nothing. Yeah. But. Um, Black Widow trailer. Really good. So excited. <laughs> really like, good. And, and I, t- I talked to Menti about this in text because he had to let me know that the trailer dropped. And I'm just so upset that this didn't happen before Endgame. Like, this would have been a really cool, cool way for them to give her a backstory and really tie everything together and, like, let her shine and let give her almost everything g- they gave to Captain and Marvel. And to be fair, had that have happened, had we have gotten this movie before Endgame, Endgame would have meant so much more. That, that mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been so much more devastating after a solo and you literally could have introduced Captain Marvel in Endgame have people go who the hell is that and that would have driven more people to go see her movie yeah that's not because bad. they would have seen this badass go and destroy everything and go who is or they that ju- and they could have just yeah for like a couple movies beforehand teaser just throw little teases out there of who she was I don't think I think literally if she first showed up at the end Something came in from the atmosphere, destroyed the ship, wrecked him, and then was gone. It would be too ex machina, since we threw that word in there already. It would be it would be too Gandalf the White coming in, saving the day. But at least but in the next the movie. Knew. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, the trailer looks great. Scar Joe deserved better than what Although they Although I her. will say, in in my hope for her is we've seen these Godzilla vs. Kong numbers. Godzilla vs. Kong, I mean, is doing so well it changed it changed AMC's stock price. Uh, it, yeah. it's 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 making a lot of money in theater, and that's with it also being available on HBO Max. So with Disney's thirty dollar, uh, get to watch it in July seventh, right? And that's when it is July seventh. Yep. Um, you get to watch it for thirty dollars at home, or you can go to the theater. I think a lot of people will go to the theater. We're going to have a lot more people vaccinated by then. I th- I th- I think the movie will do decent numbers. I don't think it'll be the greatest MCU movie we've seen, but I think it'll do decent numbers. Well, we'll have the Fireside Theater, so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I may All take right. you up no, on long this Halloween. One. Um, long Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm going no, to. I thought you were. Um, uh, nope. We're ending we're on a high on note. High. I know. That's why I was um, making sure it happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long Halloween trailer debuted in Oh My God. Oh My God. Oh My God. Oh My God. Um, if you haven't been listening to our show for a long time, this is the book that brought me back into comics. So there was a little gap in time where I sold most of my collection. I wasn't reading. I wasn't collecting. I was an adult. So, you know, I, I had moved on and I happened to work next to a comic shop and I went over there on a break and I was like, I guess something I just want to read on break. And he's like, you got to read this. And it's a Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale book. It was like the second really big thing they worked on. And it is now considered the, like the origin story for Two-Face involving the entire rogues gallery. Um, Jensen Eccles from Supernatural is now moved up from Red Hood to Batman. And his Batman voice is awesome. The cast is great. And the, it just looks very true to the comic book. Now, this is going to be separated into two parts, and we just found out the second half of it, which is the more violent half of the comic, is going to be rated R. So they are. it sounds like they are going to be doing this book justice and the casting for it's great. It, it, it really is the best thing that could happen for this book because if they did this wrong, they were going to piss off a lot of people. Like, this book to a lot of people is 
up there in the same thing with the Killing Joke and those kind of stories. It's one of the pinnacle of Batman books. Big pieces, of pinnacle of Batman. That's the word I was looking for. So I'm I'm excited. Watch the trailer. It's phenomenal. It's on the show post. Just scroll down. <laughs> Man, do you want to end on a high note for so, us? So uh, Tommy Chong, good old Tommy Chong <laughs> from Cheats and Chong. Thought it would uh, be pretty funny if he played Green Lantern in the Snyderverse, and I'll tell you what, restore the Snyderverse if you make that happen. Uh, I will, I will jump. <laughs> I know what I know. Everything I just said and how angry I was, but if you all, if all of a sudden Zack Snyder comes out tomorrow and says, "Yeah, Tommy Chong is going to play the Green Lantern," all of a sudden hashtag Restore the Snyderverse is going to come flying from me. <laughs> Menti will get it tattooed to his that forehead. That would be one of the funniest things because, of course, the, he posts an image of him as the Green Lantern with a joint made from the uh, the the power ring. Which uh, how well, how that even be would green. work <laughs> is beyond me, but <laughs> still hysterical. So if that happens, whew, that would be too funny. You need to come up with a uh, a lantern oath <laughs> for Tommy, Tommy Chong. Chong. <laughs> oh my god, it would be amazing. Okay, I'm on it. From THC to CBG, <laughs> no, yeah, you no know me. Will escape my <laughs> lungs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Menti, do the goddamn thing. You can thing. find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, once again, we appreciate the support. Um, I've seen a lot of comments. I've seen a lot of people sharing. That's awesome. Truly appreciate it. The more the merrier. The, the more that happens, the bigger we grow and the, the better content we can produce. So, yeah, much appreciated. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. Hey everybody, I'm Moshko, and uh, that's that. MoshkoCollectibles.com if you want, and uh, at Moshko Collects, uh, even Moshko, come hang out. We'll do some cool stuff. Maybe we'll get a you know a little TikTok, Snapchat. You know, we'll get that stuff going on. Maybe a little clubhouse. I would Reddit. love to see. We're everywhere. The TikTok twins, the trends. I would, Hell I would no. pay money to watch you do TikTok trends. No, not happening. <laughs> All right. And as always, I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to join us in our group, Firesiders. That's where I can harass you. You can harass me. And we're all a happy comic love. Actually, family. to be fair, I would pay even more money to watch Mauer do the TikTok trends than anything. <laughs> it would, yeah, that's it not would be one of the funniest things ever. That app's not even I'll, allowed in I'll my house. I'll tell you what, if we can get like, if we can get this show, whew, what's a good number? What's a good number? 10 million. No, we need something, something, do, <laughs> something doable. What about 50 shares? Nope. 50s, of, like, that's a lot. The, yeah, but I could do 30 of them myself. Any device in my it's okay. House. I'll tell you what to do. I'll film. I got you. Nope. <laughs> nope not happening. You. We'll make this work. That app is the devil and it needs to go right, away. What if it was Baby Deuces. Huey? He probably already does it. What if, what if we got that many shares? He's probably already done the All dances. Right, tell you what, tell you what. Tell you what, twenty-five shares. We'll get. Let's see if we get Baby Huey to do one, one of one TikTok trend for twenty-five shares. I think that's so fair. twenty-five just, shares and and twenty-five invites. Just so everybody knows, I could share it at least twenty-two times. So we only need like three people. All right, deuces. Oops.